Welcome to another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It is the... This is the Instant Reaction Podcast. I was going to say, it is the Instant Reaction Podcast. A lot less instant than normal. As always, it's brought to you by Carl Chevrolet. Check them out at on I-35 Exit 90 at The Rock in Ankeny. Or Carl, Carl Chevrolet Stewart, just west of West Des Moines. Maybe you are going to head down to Kansas City on Friday or Saturday. Why not do it in a brand new car from Carl Chevrolet? Or a truck. Or a truck or an SUV. <laughs> No, they're good people. Maybe a uh, utility van. Been with this for a long time. We appreciate their sponsorship. They just got done with a huge sale. Uh, really, really good folks there um, at Carl Chevrolet. And uh, the reason we're we're doing this the way that we're doing this is just to enhance all of our coverage from Kansas City. I wanted us to both be able to do something fairly in depth on the game, and um, instead of doing like a ten minute post game podcast figure we could do one that's more overlooking what happened looking ahead to tomorrow and i also posted uh if you guys haven't seen it i posted steve prom's post game media session on the podcast feed as well so check that out i thought prom was really good after the game he usually is yeah but he's so much better like when he's not up on a table in a press conference setting which i totally understand i think we all would be like that it's just natural and, and it was it was good good and, deal and too when there's not all the cameras and stuff like when it's just the, the writers you know absolutely he, he's much better than he is when the tv guys are there but nothing against the our our great tv folks in central iowa no but it does change things up it does it does just changes the whole dynamic of things yeah when you've got that big camera in your face listen to what promed is we'll, we'll, we're going to go over some of it now uh, but we do want to thank our other sponsors who uh, keep us free keep us funded do all that stuff. Uh, we'll hear from them now, and we'll come back with analysis on Iowa State's 83-66 win over Baylor, looking ahead to tomorrow's semifinal against Kansas State. Hey, guys. It's Jared here with another message from Mechdyne. Are you looking to jumpstart your IT career, or maybe you're a student looking to earn some extra cash? Well, listen up. Mechdyne is currently looking to hire both full-time and part-time IT help desk agents to respond to and help troubleshoot client IT technical issues. You can get your foot in the door at an awesome company with a super fun culture that I've seen firsthand with my own eyes. So go visit the career page at mechdyne.com. That's M-E-C-H-D-Y-N-E.com. Check them out today. Hey guys, it's Chris interrupting this podcast because, you know, everybody wants to know that I get it asked all the time. How can we help Cyclone Fanatic? Well, you help Cyclone Fanatic by you support our advertisers and everybody needs to be aware of eye care. I wasn't for a long time, and I went to Ames Eye Care, and they really helped me out. It's changed my life. I don't have headaches the way that I did. You've heard me talk about this. They're also in Des Moines at Des Moines Eye Care, and you need to think about this with your family. Get the kids checked out. Encourage the wife, anything. Personalized eye care, designer eyewear. I've got these sweet Maui gym glasses that I use at work all the time. People think they look awesome. They meet your whole family's vision needs at Ames and Des Moines Eye Care. Check them out today and support Cyclone Fanatic. What would you say is your biggest takeaway from today? Um, it, it was pretty clear to me the – it was pretty clear to me that the – Second, it was on the second Iowa State defensive possession mm -hmm. that they were 
locked in on defense. Yeah. And that uh, you could just tell that they were making it a point to be as physical as possible. Right. With Baylor. And that that was my takeaway in talking to the guys in the locker room after the game. I mean, they so they I thought like they were all going to be pissed because of the whole you guys are soft type stuff, which they were. But I think that they really um what Baylor did to them at home last month like really had an effect on that team. I thought Lindo Wigginton's quote about getting punked. Yeah. That might have been the best quote that he's had in two years at Iowa State. <laughs> it was good, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's not a guy very often that says things like that. He's usually a pretty boring interview. That's a pretty damn good quote, though. Yeah, I – he uh, he didn't want to talk about the guy calling him soft because I tried to ask him about that, and then I just – Who called him soft? The, guys on, the guy on ESPN. Remember? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Chris Patola. Is that what his name is? I don't even know. It's Coach K's son-in-law. Um, it, you know, it kind of started. Um, it, it, what's funny about that? I interviewed Jacobson first, and he's the one who said the word punking first. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I go over to Lindell, and he's talking about getting punked. And then I go over to Tyrese, and he's all oh, they punked us at home. It's clearly something that this group has been talking about. Or they've just been watching reruns of Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> you, you see my point, though? Yeah. Like, they are, like, there's clear... So, that's my takeaway from it. It's like, man, there's a lot of unity there today. And they were... They played angry. It was like an angry... T- there was trash talking. There was swagger. I, I really liked that team. Now, it was a small sample size. Can they do it two days in a row? But I really that the team we saw today that might have been the best game they've played all year. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think this was better than Kansas State. To me, they just made a lot of shots that day. Yeah, I mean, this was a complete effort both ends of the court, and I think kind of getting back to what you were saying about on the second possession. I mean, it was right away where you could just see that Baylor was not going to get the trash offensive rebounds that they did in those first two games mm-hmm. where it was like guys were just standing around and then all of a sudden some guy just come flying in there and grab the ball. Mm-hmm. You could see that they were like Nick Wilder, Babb, Michael Jacobson, people like that. They were they had a little bit more elevation on going up to get the basketball. And I think too, you could just really see it in their eyes when, when a guy was trying to size them up to drive by them. They had a look in their eye that's like, you're not getting past me. Yeah. And that's what we talked about on the like on our preview podcast on Tuesday, where it's a mentality of you have to make a decision that I'm not going to let this guy get past me. And it seems like there's some guys that have made that decision. No question. And, you know, it. there was a big, um, you know, there was a big, there's a difference between like Jacobson's job and like Halliburton's job, right? Right. Um, or Lard, or he didn't play a lot, but everybody was on the same page today. Right. I was, like they were all, it, it didn't matter if they played three minutes or 30, like all those guys were in unison, which I don't even think in that Kansas State game they were like that. I think they just hit a bunch of shots. I right. didn't especially think like the spacing was great and all that stuff that day. Right. Um, I just like, this looked like, when they beat Kansas by 17. Yeah. This exactly. was that type of an effort. Well, and I think, too, another one of the moments that kind of could 
personify that is it was the one deep three that THT made in the first half out on the right wing where I don't know that anybody really even got out hard to try and close out on him. But he drilled it, and then he runs down the court holding his shooting form all the way. Mm-hmm. And then you, to his left, like kind of to the left of him if you're looking down the court, Tyrese Halberton's right there with his threes in the air. Lindell Wigginton's got a three in the air. Nick Wilder-Babb's running down with a three in the, in, in the air. Like, all of them were celebrating with each other, yeah. you know? And there's been a lot of times where you'll see somebody make a three, and they'll celebrate their own three that they just made, but everybody else is kind of just, they're just like, running back. It's like, uh, he got to make it that time. Maybe I'll get to make one sometime. Mm-hmm. And today, there's like, oh, we made one. We made a shot. Yeah. And I, I hope it was great to see. And, like, if if you're one of those fans that was so down on this, and I don't really blame you after the West Virginia and Texas games. I don't blame you for being down. But there was so much good to come from today. And I wondered, too, um, just how much of it has to do with its postseason and its March. I I think part of this team deal the last few weeks, and this sucks for fans because they don't – fans take every game and they want every game to be the biggest game. And it's just why – it's how you're wired. You you spend money to go to these games and you – that's – that's how you expect the team to take it. I almost wonder if when they got out of the Big 12 contention, if they let off the gas a little bit. Too. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would make sense. And because I, I think that when you talk about, yeah, it's a small sample size. My thing is that was so drastically different mm-hmm. that I think that has to be, you know, it, it has to be shocking on some sense to be to where you're like, damn. Like, how did they turn it around like that? Like, they have to have really turned something around. It's not where just one day, you know, it worked. It's it's like, okay, there's like something here that they've been able to kind of re. I wrote this in my piece where it's like, maybe sometimes it just, or like sometimes it's just a fact. It takes where you just blow up on each other mm-hmm. once to really get, like air out a lot of things. And then once they're aired out, you can move, start to move past them and kind of rebuild on stuff. And once that's done, you can be in a much better spot than you even were before, you know? Yeah. And especially when you think about the kind of personalities that they have in that locker room, there's not like a dominant personality that is going to, if two guys have a problem with each other, this guy's going to be like, yo, you two need to talk this out. Mm-hmm. It's just a bunch of guys that you you have, there are friend groups as well. Like you have friends where it's like, you have a problem with that guy, but you're not going to like go and tell him like, man, I've got a problem with you, you know? And you just are like passive aggressive about your problems that you have with each other. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it's like, eventually maybe it'll boil over to the point where you get super pissed and, you know, maybe once in a while somebody's foot gets caught in a door and then it all comes to a head and it's like, okay, now we can move past it and it's over. I, uh, the basketball wise, my favorite thing about today was their pace. I thought that they made a point to, Really get out and run. That was a great quote that Prom had too, where he yeah. said, talked about being the fastest team in the country to convert from defense to offense. Yeah, because their tempo has sucked all year. Yeah, well, and that's that's the other thing where you've talked so much about how they don't dictate pace to people. Yeah, they, they dictated they, the pace today. Absolutely, they made Baylor play at their at their speed. And if they could do that the next two nights, they'll win the tournament. Right, because and, that's the cool thing about this draw is all these teams are pretty similar. Right. And I looked at what their average length of possession is or was tonight. 
18 seconds. It's a lot faster than I think it's been a lot yeah. of other times. Yeah, that is good. I mean... Your, your stat from your column on the uh, field goal attempts was good. Yeah, 58 to 58. And Sign me up for that. Well, yeah, and, and that's just that's why I added it is that when you've got talent like Iowa State does, I mean, think about those... That game when they played Baylor, Baylor took like 15 more shots than Iowa State did and won by four. Yeah. And it's not that hard if you get 15 more shots to make two more mm-hmm. and win the game by four points, you know? And th- that's the other thing that I talked about right after that game. It's the way Baylor plays, that toughness, that physicality, it evens the playing field against teams that are more talented than them, which is a lot of them. And that's where you that's have to how get, they win. Yeah, you have to give a guy like Scott Drew credit for the fact Absolutely. that he can draw that out of a team, you know, where they don't care about the fact that they're less talented, but they're going to go out and play harder than people every night. Well, tonight, Iowa State played harder than they did, and it completely negated the 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 playing field leveler. So then all of a sudden, that's how you see a team that's exponentially more talented than the other one go out and win by 20. Let's look at um, what else basketball-wise uh, before we move on to tomorrow and clearly we're recording this it's about five o'clock on thursday so we don't know what's going to happen in the night session but we do know that iowa state will take on kansas state yeah. in the first semi-final tomorrow uh taylor horton tucker's game was off the charts even more so than him because you've seen those things from him it was great to get halliburton back right that was the halliburton from january right and i mentioned this to you some at some point in the game, I think it was in the first half, where I, I was watching them in warmups, and even yesterday in shoot around, it just looked like they really felt comfortable shooting in there, mm. in that gym, and every shot that they took. Don't blame the Hilton lights. No, and I, you know, don't be, I, I, don't I, be that guy. I was kind of being facetious, like when I mentioned that, <laughs> but it was just like it, I have no idea if that's a thing or not. But it. I mean, be. at this point. You, I don't know. Maybe we have to do the research, you know, to find out what the difference is. But that's because, okay. Besides the point, uh, the point is that they were seeing the rim very well. Yeah. And every shot that they took tonight, it looked like they were seeing the rim well. Mm-hmm. And that's, I don't think that that's always been the case for them this season. And that's why you don't see any of the wild, you know, shots that are going all over the place like they've had a lot of other times though more often than not Iowa State shots tonight were right on they were pure and when they went in they I mean they were just smashing them Boy, straight swish Hal Burton those corner threes were huge yeah because that was what I think that's what they, really they, they got their distance there yeah and that's what really I think took Baylor out of it you know where they got back to within seven, and it's like, okay, maybe we can make a little bit of a run on them. And then you come right back and smack a three. Okay, well, you come back and hit a three of your own. No, Iowa State hits another three. And that was during that stretch I mentioned at halftime. Make them take a timeout before the first media break. And you're able to hit those two threes. You get two more buckets. All of a sudden, it's a 14-point lead. And I don't think Baylor really ever even looked the same after that. They were completely rattled. And... I mean, that goes back to the trash talk and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The way that Iowa State came out there with a swagger, that despite the fact that that team had beat them twice, they were out there to prove a point that we're, we're better than you. And I think that they were able to do that, and it got inside of Baylor's head to some extent. Kansas State beat 
TCU 70 to 61. Uh, Dean Wade is out, as we suspected he would be. They did get Cardia Jada back. And Stokes also played. Yeah. Which I think that was expected too. Correct. But it, he early in the week was yeah, he's questionable. somewhat questionable. Um, they got, they were getting beat by double digits at one point at halftime. Pulled together before halftime. TCU led by two at the break. Kansas State outscored them by 11 in the second half. Weren't they down like 15? Something like that. It was not it looking not, good. It did not take long for them to get back in it either. Yeah, I. So Kansas State to me proved um, something. I was a little bit like going in with them, th- thinking they won the league. Wade's out. They're probably just going to be content to just get the next week healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they showed me something today. Like Kansas State is here in Kansas City to win. Do you think they'll be favored tomorrow? No, I think Iowa State will be favored. Yeah, I think so too. In fact, Especially the line the way today can the line might even be out. Give me a minute. Um, I, I mean, I, I thought Iowa State would be favored regardless um, of how good they look today. But, yeah, especially – it's not going to move that much because it's more on analytics than anything. No, the line is – that I can see it's not out yet. And then I'll take a look at what Kim Palm has. My guess is Iowa State's a two-point favorite. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Let me see what Ken Palm has. I'm sure it's already up. I mean, I think that – it's going to come to, especially, I mean, if they don't have Dean Wade, I think it's going to be a similar thing. Where Iowa if, State's favored by one on Ken Palm. Okay. Where if Iowa State can come out and play the way that they did today, physical, play tough, that's what Kansas State thrives on. That's what guys like Barry Brown and Xavier Sneed and McCole Maywean, that's how they beat people. It's just by being a lot tougher than them. It's the same mentality. Yeah. And – if Iowa State plays like this, Iowa State's exponentially more talented than, than them, especially if they don't have Dean Wade. So, in that sense, if you come out and uh, play with that same level of intensity, you make Kansas State match your intensity then, I think that that's something that Kansas State has not seen very often this year. And you can kind of – I think that it's a game that Iowa State will win. Boy, the crowd's going to be good tomorrow night. <sighs> yeah, well – If it's – if it's Iowa State, Kansas State, and then Kansas, Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. There, dude, there's a ton of tech people here. Yeah. I went to dinner last night, and uh, Joe's was just packed full of Texas Tech people. Cheapest ticket on StubHub right now is $90. Man, I bet that skyrocketed up. Yeah, it has. It, it sure has. Like in the last probably two hours mm-hmm. just yeah i mean it's gonna be a fun doubleheader of basketball well and that's you know that clearly some stuff could happen and when's the last time that the big 12 semifinals were legitimately where you could look at it and be like the four best teams in this league are playing in the semis usually not like somebody usually gets upset exactly yeah. which and it could happen tonight I mean, would it shock you if Texas beat Kansas? It would not surprise me at all if yeah. Texas beat Kansas. It would shock Tech's not me. losing, but... Yeah, I don't think Tech's going to lose to Oklahoma State. Or West Virginia. Well, yeah, whatever. Even with Kanata. Although, I love the plus 13 and a half on that. Man, Huggins is on a mission. Yeah, but in, like, just stylistically and stuff, like, they're just going to... That game is going to take six years. 
That's what I'm saying. Like, there's going to be so many, like, free throws. I just – I don't know. I love I love the plus 13. That first game that those two teams played against each other, I think Iowa State played after that. And it, I don't think that they got on – I think it was on ESPN2. They didn't get to the Iowa State game until, like, six minutes were gone in the first half of the Iowa State game. Wow. Because that one took so long. <sighs> yeah, I um... – <laughs> If you're going I still to think game, Iowa State's going to the – I think they're going to the championship. I think so, too. We thought that yesterday or on Tuesday when we got here. Or... Man, I think if – they play like they did today. Do you think that they'll shoot like that against Kansas State? Maybe not that good. But, I mean, if they can shoot 45% instead of 50, you still win by 10, <laughs> you know. But if they play like they did today or close to it, I think Saturday night they're the ones holding the trophy. You know what does suck, though, about this whole deal? And it, I'm not surprised that they played like they did today. I'm not surprised at all. It What does suck, though, is that they let their foot off the gas at the end of the year. They weren't the team that we all knew, and now they're going to be like a six or a seven seed. Yeah. that I mean, that that is one of those deals where when you get older and you witness young people like not – appreciating opportunities and you want to wring their neck and say wake up well if they won do you think they could move to a five maybe i mean I, rob did the deal with lenardi yesterday and he seemed to think that they may be able to move up to a five i think it's really important to not be on the seven line yeah because then you've got to play a two in the second round yeah i think that the difference between the twos and the threes is pretty significant right so I think that yeah. maybe if they can get to the finals, that that'll probably get them to a six, I would think. Yeah. So then you play a three. I mean, I I think that after that top eight, like there's nobody that scares me. Man, there's even teams in the top eight that don't scare me that much. You know, like I think if I was to had to play Tennessee in the second round, I think they could win that game. Tennessee's good, but yeah. I think that that's a, be a tough matchup. But if like Duke drops to the two line, like you don't want those teams. Duke's not going to drop to the two line. Well, you I'm, saw you, they've been in some. Is my point. The like, man's back though. Is he? Yeah, he's back tonight. Yeah, I, I've been so locked into the Big Twelve. I don't even know what else is going on. Yeah, he's back tonight. And I'm about guarantee they're going to run through this deal now. I just get saw a, a tweet about that. Get a healthy refresh, Zion Williamson, Whew. in March. Dude hasn't played in a month. Ooh. Nasty. Yeah. I, dude, I almost guarantee he's been practicing. I bet he got cleared three weeks ago. And they're just like, there's no point. We'll just wait for the postseason. And if they went and won the ACC tournament, I bet they'd be the number one overall seed. Especially after the way Gonzaga got beat. Mm-hmm. So, I'll say Iowa State by five tomorrow. Iowa State by eight. Okay. So we're right, at, right along the same lines. But they'll cover. Yeah, I that line will be like one, one and a half. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Right around there. That would be my guess. I do think Iowa State's a favorite, though. And like when Ken Palm has that, is that not factoring in injuries? No, it wouldn't. I, so don't, I don't think so. Iowa State will be a two or three point favorite. Yeah. There you go. You heard it here first. All right. Well, um, we'll have some stuff tomorrow. I don't really know exactly what you Jared loves 
uh, Bruce Weber. It's a, it's a weird deal. I don't know. Man, it'll make me sad if they have to end Bruce's. Oh, they're Bruce's run atop atop they, the league here. They are eliminating Bruce. <laughs> Bruce is done. Uh, Do you see Bill Snyder's around? Oh no! Saw him at the hotel. He's at our hotel. He's, he's here. Yeah, I saw him. Dude, we got We got to change hotels. <laughs> the the Marriott downtown is haunted. I don't want anything to do with that voodoo magic. He's here. Like I feel like he's probably here specifically to get us. He's heard about a lot of the things that we've said. What have we said that's not accurate about Bill Snyder? It's probably good Bloom's not here. Bloom is like the, I feel like is the all-time slanderer he's, of Bill Snyder. He's such a little troll. Like, I used to do it because I love Bill Snyder. Yeah. Like, Bloom would do it derogatory. Yeah. I mean, can you blame him? No. Bill, Bill Snyder's haunted Bloom's dreams yeah. for... Bill Snyder is just in Bloom's head, and he will be. Bloom is, or, uh, Bill Snyder's like the Freddy Krueger of, uh, of college football coaches. He just haunts your nightmares. Well, not anymore. And now he's in the same hotel as us. <laughs> That'd be great if he had like a room right next to us. Man, just think, we, so we got Bob Huggins in the hotel. We got Bill Snyder in the hotel. We got Steve Prohm in the hotel. Is, Bill Self is in the hotel. Is Prohm not the most authentic human being you've ever met in your life? Yeah, he's right up there. No, oh. Scott Drew is. Well, I think Drew comes off that way, but he's pretty smart and he knows he's kind of manipulating people. To some degree. I think he's legitimately like a good guy. No, I like do too. I, yeah. I do too. I don't think it's an act. But I do think like when he's like drumming up like how amazing Iowa State fan, he knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah. He did another one of those today. Oh, that's a Final Four team. Like Drew, Drew has three sticks. Okay. One, the timeouts. Two, even though they don't do it as much now, the zone defense. Mm-hmm. They got killed in it today. Yeah. In three, drumming up Iowa State fans, getting them fired up, and recruiting Baptist kids. Four. <laughs> and resurrecting programs in Who, which, in which murders. murders happened immediately before his arrival. Scott Drew is the all-time winningest coach at programs that had another player or had a player murder another one right before they showed up there. All-time winningest coach. I don't know if that's a fact, but I just made it one. I love Scott Drew. I hated to see him go down today, but uh, he looked it, he looked sad on the. It, on, it had to be done. Yeah, he looked. Man, it would just be perfect for them to go through a little run here. I wish they could play Bill Self on Saturday. The uh, um, on the other side was Prome, who was standing and looking over his team like a proud dad. Yeah. During that second half. He's just standing there with his arms crossed, just smiling. Like, he's like, this is what I've been trying to tell you guys to do. I talked to Prom enough. Like, I, th- like he I, – I can't wait to talk to him tonight. He's going to be so happy and proud of his team because they finally did what he's been trying to do with the toughness and the defense. And I don't necessarily know if the team's built to play the way he wants it to all the time, but he – they did it today. I feel like he'll be locked in tonight. I do. Oh, he's, yeah. I mean, he's already, I'm sure he's sitting there and got his nose in film. K-State's a, a good matchup for them. It is a good Especially without matchup. Dean Wade. 
man, Bruce Weber walked by us. I today. think Tech, of, dude. I, I didn't realize how short Bruce Weber. I think is. of all three, swear to God, I'm. I think that Tech is the best team. Uh-huh. I think it's the best matchup as far as to beat them. Like Iowa State is a terrible matchup for Tech. Yeah. I think Iowa State's a bad matchup for everybody. The thing about Tech, though, and watch this sometime, they don't do all the ball screen crap. Yeah. That And that's what Iowa State sucks at. They look better today. Yeah. They were a lot better in the second half. Especially. one day. Yeah. I mean, Makai Mason killed him a little bit early. Then they made some adjustments and they got a little bit better. But Shaq did a good job. That stuff is just so much about being locked in on what your coverage is. Just remembering it. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, I know they have a couple different ones. And that you don't want to get confused with them. And it's, yeah. So many different ways to do that. Matt Campbell's tweeting about basketball. Yeah, he was tweeting earlier, too. He's fired up. Do you think Matt Campbell like controls his own Twitter? Does he type out those tweets? Or does he, say, does he say, hey, Skip, fire up the Twitter? And then he dictates it to him? No, I think he does it. I think you can tell a difference between when he tweets it and when someone else might do it because there'll be like a lot of shorthand I feel like when he tweets it is he tweeting about attitude and toughness um let me let me read it Mariel THT and coach prom leading the way in KC big time win proof tough times don't last tough people do hashtag proving it you're damn right Man, he packed in a lot of his There's cliches. There's a lot right of there. stuff going on right there. He packed in a lot of Coach Campbellisms right there. His tweets are the best, dude. Just because he, there's so much positivity in every single one. When he talks, he when he tweets about Bill Fenley, always. Or Kevin Dresser, it doesn't matter. He, did you see him tweeting about the swimming team one day? Campbell was. Yeah, when Shut before up. they had the big, somebody made him do that. See, that's what it's. That's why sometimes I'm like, man, is he the one tweeting this? Because. I can't imagine Coach Campbell's locked into the, you know, what's going on in the 200, the 200 fly. <laughs> he's like streaming it from his phone. He's in one of his movies. Or no, he's in one of his like film sessions. And yeah, just got it propped hold, up. Hold on, we got the butterfly coming up. This yeah. is a great matchup. <laughs> I mean, this girl, this sophomore from, uh, this sophomore from Wisconsin, she's fantastic. Now, if there's any swimming, we're not making fun of you. You get what we're doing. All right. He was tweeting about softball one day, too. Respect for all the folks on the softball team. I love the softball. Love the softball. Right. Is that going to be your next play-by-play play, play play duty? Iowa State softball? No. I, I, can't, I cannot handle any more work. There's no more that can go onto this plate. That's fair. And with that, I have. there's one more thing that I have to do. I have to go find my wife tickets for tomorrow night. Have fun. You gonna go talk to some of the guys on the corners? No. There's some guy. Listen to this. There's a guy in the lobby. He's a good dude. I know him. I don't want to say his name. Yeah. But he, uh, we don't have each other's number. And he told me on Wednesday that he had tickets for my wife for, um, for Friday. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, let's just change. He goes, no, I'll just see you down here. So like, I'm going off of this guy's word. They were just supposed to go meet him in the lobby. Correct. At some point, he's like, yeah, we'll both be down here drinking. And I'm like, yeah. So, if you're listening, <laughs> hit me up. Guy. 
Do you even know his, you, do you I, know I, his name? Yeah, okay. I do, but I don't want to like just. No, no, I just I yeah. I didn't know like yeah, if, no, it, I, if you just like I just he's know him. I he's, he's a just guy. guy. He's a guy who I've met for years and at these deals, but yeah. I don't have his number. It's kind of weird that he wouldn't give it to you. I don't think he wanted me. I wouldn't just be giving out numbers to me either. I'm creepy. That's fair. All right, man. Thanks to all of our uh, sponsors, all of our listeners, all of our readers. I thought we did some good work today. How how long was yours? Mine was like 1,200 words. I was I I kept mine short, but I I had a pretty strong angle. So yeah, I think I mean we got at least 2,000 words on Iowa State basketball out there right now. There's video. Did you get the prom video up? I did. Okay, we get the prom video up. I put some video of THT and Tyrese up. Um, I put the prom podcast up. Uh, yeah. So I think that, I think that we're okay for now. All right. I'm going to write my, uh, with three points, three point preview. Yeah. A little bit of that. I think we're going to do a podcast tomorrow. So we'll have a lot of stuff. You know, we only got two headsets, right? No. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we'll have to make it work. Hopefully Nick Meyer didn't drive all the way down here just to do the podcast. Yeah. I guess we'll have to make it work. All right. Uh, talk to you guys again soon. Thanks again to Carl Chevrolet. I-35 exit 90 at The Rock in Ankeny. Carl Chevrolet of Stewart. Talk to you guys again tomorrow. Peace.